I know all my glasses are dirty and everything. I'm a disgrace. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You're listening to Southern Podcast. Sapnin! Sapnin! You are listening to episode 161 of Sapnin Podcast with myself, Sean Smith, and my good friend, Morgan Richards. Yes, it's me, Morgan Richards. And with there being a lot of controversy about Christmas shindigs in the news, we thought, what could we do better? Well, there ain't no party like an S-Club party. <laughs> Do you know what? I've never ever I've never ever once sided with Boris Johnson, right? But if he told me parties are off now, I'd be like, yeah, and that's Morgan's fault for that pun. Um yes, as you've probably read and are wondering what's going on, this week's guest is Joe O'Meara from S Club Seven. Yes, we got Joe. She's got the flow. And S Club were one of the biggest acts of the late 90s and early 2000s in terms of sales, publicity, and overall commercial success. If you're a 90s baby like me, you probably remember them as one of your first musical discoveries. I recall seeing them literally everywhere on TV, radio, billboards. I believe they were even some sort of toys in serial um you couldn't escape the s club sunshine and joe was arguably at the forefront of it all since her original breakup in 2003 she's tried to hand out a lot of elements in entertainment and is really starting a new chapter in her life now returning to solo music with the release of a second studio album with love this is a different side to joe than we've ever seen before and it was a pleasure to showcase a lot of different aspects of her life, influences, and just mad experiences. Yes, yes, this was um, this was an absolutely fantastic chat. Um, I was chuffed. I was chuffed to see her appear because um, uh, oh, at first um, she wasn't um, going to turn the camera on, but then luckily for us, she did, um, so we could get to see her. And it was a lovely, lovely chat. And as always, as always, with all of these interviews and chats we have with people, we always find out something absolutely mental that you're never expecting. So there's a moment in you when she mentions a certain German act 
<laughs> which which blew my mind, which absolutely blew my mind. But yeah, yeah, thank you very much to Joe for coming on. Congratulations on the album with love. Uh, I think this is our first Brit Award winner that we've had on Sapnin Podcast. Oh no, Busted one of one Brit Awards. Have they? I, um, yeah, they must have, man. Oh, oh no, you can't say must. No, you sound I'd like you put money on it. I'd put money on Busted of one Brit Awards. Do you? Oh, yeah. Well, that's that's sad because I really wanted um <laughs> on this first Brit Award. But, do you know what? Which, uh, as well as being a nomin- uh, award nominated podcast ourselves, we just keep having award winners on more. Oh, it's just you know. it just comes oh. so easy to us. But yes, this was an absolutely lovely chat. I expected as much as you expected it. So if you're listening to this, thinking, "What's uh, how has this happened?" Guess what? Guess what? So was I. So did I. So did I. You can never guess. You can never guess what the guest is going to be on Saturday podcast. And that's one of the brilliance of this wild, wild thing. But yeah, we, Joe talked literally everything from dealing with life in the public eye from such a young age to quitting smoking recently and being able to use her voice in a different way. The unreal roller coaster of S Club rewriting some of their biggest hits acoustically. And even stories like performing for the Queen with a member of Queen. Mad. Absolutely mental. Queen cubed, like. Yeah. <laughs> Queen, <laughs> Queen squared. Queen cubed. Yeah. Um, it's just fucking mad, isn't it? It's just... But this is the thing. Like, all of these chats, like, whoever we get, it doesn't matter what fucking genre they're from what they did, whether it's musically, films, wrestlers, comedians, everyone we've had on has been super, super interesting. And there's nobody that, like, halfway through, I was like, oh, I tell you what, I'm glad we didn't do this. Uh, like, I wish we hadn't done this. But this was fucking class. I enjoyed this very much. Jo was super lovely to us, and she didn't have to be. She could have been a dick if she wanted, but she was absolutely great. So thank you very much to Joe and her team for sorting this out. Um, we really, really enjoyed it. And, um, yeah, we like to do something a bit different around a Christmas episode. As you might have seen, last year's episode was Dave Hill from um, Christmas Song Giants Slade. Um, so, yeah. yeah, who's going to be next year's? I tell you what, get in touch with us at Sapping Pod on Twitter and Instagram and have a guess who we're going to get for next year. It's going to be a guess because neither of us have a fucking clue. <laughs> um, <laughs> I can't guarantee no. I'm going to be here, but hey, Wait, we'll see. Well, what's going on? Um, oh, yeah, but, we'll see. Yeah. But, <laughs> oh, no. at, but anyway. I, anyway, at Happening Pod on Twitter and Instagram. And if you're feeling extra festive in this holiday season and you want to give some extra presents to people what about me and sean head over to patreon.com forward slash sapnin where you can become a member of a wonderful community help us make this podcast each and every week and get involved with everyone who's in there who are just lovely lovely humans and there's some bonuses and extra stuff for you as well yes we've done loads of different stuff we've got photos from backstage places we've got videos from backstage places we've got podcast that we haven't uh released up there as well so yeah go check out patreon.com forward slash sapnin um every little helps and the gang are amazing so thank you very much to everybody who's already part of our patreon if you're thinking about being part of patreon get a bloody move on will you if you used to be part of patreon come back my precious (laughs) 
Sorry, I've gone fucking mad. I've had two coffees this morning and um, I've lost my mind. So It's fine. Yes. It's Christmas. You can let yourself go. It's, it's Christmas! That's going to be too distorted. 100%. Well, on that note, let's get straight into it. When the world leaves you feeling blue, you can count on us because Sapnin will be there for you. This is Joe from S Club 7 on Sapnin Podcast. Sapnin! 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 Yes! Yes! <laughs> I've got involved! That's amazing! Yeah, that's exactly, yeah, perfect. That's what we want. Perfect. That's what we want. This, yeah, this week's guest is singer, songwriter, TV personality, and in some people's eyes, Romford's finest. <laughs> I love that. I love that. This week's guest is Joe O'Meara. How are you? Good. What's happening? Yes. Yay, you've got that's it. it. That's all we need. Oh. No, yeah. Thank you. Goodbye. Goodbye. Well, thank you so much for having me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but no, thank you for taking the time to do this. This is um, wonderful. I don't think anyone would uh, would expect us to have this conversation, and I'm very, very excited. So, how me are you too. doing? How's things? How's life at home? Filling on everything. It's good. Everything's going good. Um, the music's good. I hope everyone out there's enjoying it. I'm enjoying being back. I'm enjoying being on stage again. Um, so yeah, everything's going okay, considering the weird times we've found ourselves living in. Yeah, it's been um, been a mad two years, really. Um, oh yeah, I think it's going to continue as well by the look of it. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. But but saying that, what's the look to uh, to Christmas like for for you guys at the, at the moment? Like, how do you how do you normally? spend christmas what's the what's what's some of the traditions in the household well usually i always do christmas at home um and it's just normally family come over we play really bad games like but take it so serious so we do our version of the x factor and then we have like judges i'm usually louis walsh <laughs> and i always done the wig and i do the clap and i speak irish and then we have our contestants which they're awful and then we just play your cards right. We play all these silly, silly games, drink way too much Baileys, and um, usually wake up Boxing Day hanging. Nice. Nice. Sounds like a good time. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm glad we were invited now. So more, That's what time, it, see? Yeah. What time do you, what you, time can, do you, you need You could be a judge. You could be a judge. Be, <laughs> Here we go. Then I'll go for something like Nicole Scherzinger or something. You've got yeah. always go the opposite sex, you see. Oh. Oh, I was going to say, I, I do see myself as a, as a Welsh Simon Cowell. So well, there we go. Yeah, it's gonna be. Go. Yeah, it's probably something like Simon Cowell or something <laughs> like that, really, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry, oh, it's all sorry, going man. on. Too, oh. too early. Yeah, so it's, <laughs> it's all going on. But no, I mean, Joe, this this last year has been such a must have been felt such such a refreshing one for you, getting back to doing solo material again, bringing out a new record, getting back on stage, and and just experiencing this music. What what has the last kind of twelve months felt like? for you doing doing all this again and especially bringing out a record a solo record for the first time in like 16 years i know i know it's it's been incredible i've, I've felt 
the luckiest I've ever felt, really. I think because I'm older now, like usually when you're getting record contracts or when you're sort of making music, you're sort of a lot younger. So to be 42 and, and still in the studio and bringing new music out, it just makes me feel very, very grateful. Um, and the whole recording of the album and the writing of the album has been amazing because we we did have to kind of do it through quite hard times. So I had all these ideas floating around in my head, but I couldn't physically get into the studio because of we was in lockdown. So as soon as the first lockdown lifted, I literally flew straight in as quick as I could and had to get all these ideas out and um, and get the vocals laid down. And it all came together quite quickly after that, really. Oh, good. Yeah, what have you missed most over the last couple of years? Like, I'd imagine playing live is a big thing for you. Yeah, I think I think that's probably the biggest, to be honest, because not going on stage for such a long time when it's all I've done for, like, over 25 years, because um, I was doing... I was on stage way before S Club. Um, it was a really weird thing to not be doing it. And then I found when I did finally get back out on stage, I was petrified again because I'd, I'd, all my oh. confidence had gone because I, f- I forgot how to do it. <laughs> it was like, good evening. <laughs> and I don't know what to say next. And then my legs would shake and I thought, oh, I was just, I was just one big sweaty mess. I really was. But uh, a couple of songs in, I was fine. Yeah. Can, I can imagine, but especially like with that kind of gap between the solo records as, as well, was there ever a time in the past where you've tried to do this or did this just never felt right? I mean, why now do you feel was the best time to write and release with love? I was doing SC3 with Bradley and Tina for like nearly 14 years. Um, and, you know, and I enjoyed it. There was a lot of funny times doing that, but the late nights and the traveling around, it, it kind of, it was getting harder. I think as I'm getting older, it was getting harder. And I was offered this opportunity to to get in the studio and to write and to record. And I thought, I think when I turned 40, it was like a light switch went on. And I thought, do you know what? It's, it's now or never really, because if I don't do this now, I don't know if I'm ever going to get this chance again. So it was just a no-brainer to sort of like step away from doing the S Club free stuff and get in and, and make music that I've always wanted to make and write songs that I've always wanted to write. Yeah. How many gigs back until you were back uh, as your old self on stage? Oh, I'm still doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I still get nervous. I'm, I'm very, I'm always nervous before I go on stage and it doesn't matter how small or how big the crowd is. I sometimes find the larger crowds easier than the, than the intimate ones. And I don't know why that is, but I just do. But uh, I'm, I'm always a nervous wreck before I go on. I've been the same myself with smaller crowds and bigger crowds. I think with bigger crowds, it's because if they're really big, you just can't really comprehend it. Like you just look out and it's just a sea of like yeah, different, yeah, just different heads you can't even focus on. It is kind of weird, isn't it? But then when you do like the smaller intimate gigs, you can make eye contact with every single one of them and you think they're looking. And you're like, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're working on my pit. They're looking at my pit. They're trying to work out my pitch. They better not be. Yeah, yeah. I know. Oh, I know it. I know, that, that yeah, yeah. I know that one. Yeah, I know that one. Yeah, but but being in the in the industry for so long and really putting up music from such a, a young age, uh, like, what do you feel is like the biggest change and evolution with like you as a songwriter or your vocal technique, singing, anything like that? I mean, have you noticed any? major major developments over over that time i think my voice has changed it's grown up so much i mean 
I th- I, do you know, and I go back to it again, and I don't mean to sound like it's meant to be a cliche, but something changed when I turned 40. I mean, I'm 42 now, but I gave, like, I gave up a horrible habit of smoking, and I was a really heavy, heavy smoker. I smoked like 40 a day of the strong cigarettes, and I don't know how I done it, but I managed to stop. And then I thought, because, you know, you hear these things like, oh, if you give up smoking, it can change your voice or it can ruin it. So I always was a little bit scared of stopping because of that. But it's actually just improved it. And I find that I've got a a lot more range now and I can hit a lot more notes than I used to be able to hit. And I just feel more confident as a person. Now I'm that little bit older. So I'd say that's the the main thing that's changed, apart from the way the industry works now, which I still cannot get my head around streaming and and things like that it's it's a completely different world of of management or record labels told you to get a tiktok and do funny dances <laughs> to your songs yet no i've done that without being told because i was so bored yes. <laughs> yes. i was so bored in the lockdown i thought oh, i'm gonna give it a go i'm terrible don't even bother because they're they're so they're so good some people's it's like their proper career in it and i think how do they do that and then you'll get like a TikTok of me trying to do it, and it's just foul after foul, really. Yeah, I feel like an old man in the rock scene that um, because all, all all these all the bloody kids of today, it's the bloody kids of today. Yeah, they're all they're all unbelievable sort of camera people, and apparently yeah. they're all amazing directors, and they can use <laughs> all this different stuff. And you're like, what? How did she? She just vanished in that last video. How do you make How do you make yourself vanish in a three That's second? That's what I mean. Like, yeah, it's mental. Uh, yeah, I just I just standing back now, going, I don't know, I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, oh these bloody kids. Yeah, I've turned into Grandpa Abe from The Simpsons. Putting That's what I've got. Yeah, yeah. Like, but I can imagine, like, especially like, especially coming onto the scene with S Club, like you, you saw the music industry in such a, in a certain way, and to look how far that's changed now, it's supposed to be mind boggling. It is. It's it's so so strange, and it makes me realise more so now than ever how successful S Club actually really was because mm. I, mean, I don't I don't know how like the streaming stuff like I just said really works. But I mean with our very first single Bring It All Back, I think we sold like 190,000 copies in a week. And I think we done the 90,000 just on the Saturday. And to me, if we were to do that today, I don't think that happens anymore. It it was a very different time back then. Yeah, it's bonkers. <laughs> yeah. We yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, my 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 old band's first album came out and I think we did uh the first week did something like 28,000 records or or something like that. If you look at that now, we would have been number 1 by about That's what I'm saying. 20,000 mm. records. Like, it's insane. That's what I mean. It, it's just I, I just don't get it. I've got a um I've got to get a book on on streaming and learn. <laughs> Yeah. Nice. Do you have any um? Do you have any plaques or um, any memorabilia from the S Club days? Oh um, yeah. I've got I've got some. I've got my Brit Wall sitting right up there. Oh, nice, nice. Do you want to see one? Oh, oh yeah, I'd love yes, to. Yeah. This this is our first Brit Award on the uh, on the podcast. <laughs> I don't know if you can. Oh, oh, look at that. Nice. nice. Oh, I've got two of those. Oh. And then I've got <laughs> I've got all the plaques. They sort of like all go up the um. They all go up the stairs. So nice. They're oh, sort of like, look oh, at this. Oh, wow. They go all the way up there. Terrible for an audio podcast, but great for me. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I can show you. We can, can, show you. We can assure people, people 
We can show people they look absolutely incredible. But no, Joe, like following your career, really, it's so nice to see how proud you are from those S Club days and really just the connection I had with a whole generation of, of music lovers. And I think it really got a lot of people into into music as well. But especially on this new album and material you've been doing lately, you've done a couple of covers of like unplugged acoustically of those old songs. And in a way for you, does it feel quite refreshing to put a new spin on those and, and have been able to show off different elements of your voice that maybe you didn't back then? Yeah, I think especially with uh, Don't Stop Moving because it is such a dance song and I think it was probably our most dancing song that we done as a band to take that and strip it back and do like a real soft, gentle, acoustic, unplugged version of that. That was really cool. And I'm re- and I really enjoy it. I really enjoy singing that version of that song. And again, we've never had a dream come true, which is out at the minute. I just wanted to strip it completely black, slow it real, like slow it down a lot. And um, and take all the backing vocals out and just keep it really simple. I've enjoyed singing in this way. It's it's been something different for me. Yeah, I can I can imagine. But really, those like those five years, S Club first came out. I mean, it must have been such a momentum experience for you because literally you were everywhere. Like I I grew up. I was a kid when all that happened and I just remember every like you being literally everywhere from countlessly Brit Awards and there was a TV show with films to always on top of the pops. I think, you know, even the in serial and all this at one stage. So like, yeah, how was that for you? Because it must have been such a like just a machine of one thing after another, always just being re- restless. Yeah, it was uh, it was tiring. Yeah, <laughs> we were we were knackered. Yeah, we. We worked very, very hard. I think we was even named the hardest working band in pop because we was doing the TV series as well as the music side of it. Mm. It would be off light, flying around the world doing documentaries or or TV specials or movies. So there was there was always um, so much to do. And then coming with the TV shows, you got the scripts to learn. So we'd have to sort of like be on flights over to places, reading the scripts, and then off stage. And it was. It was literally nonstop for five years and um, and it was a lot of hard work. But when you sit back and you look at what we achieved in those five years, the hard work paid off. What's some, what's some of your like really standout memories for that time? Because you must have had some just outer world experiences. I think probably performing for the Queen. Um, at- <laughs> I'll do it. Yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a good one. The Golden Jubilee. Yeah, we, we played um, the Golden Jubilee and we, for our live band, we had Phil Collins on the drums. We had Brian May. <laughs> like you do. Like you do. Yeah. It was just a very normal Saturday. Um, yeah, that, that one was that one. And then we were singing with Cliff Richard as well. So that was really one of those pinch me moments where you sort of have to look around and think, is this really me? Is this really happening to me from Rumford? That's that's amazing. Was there any other um was there any like other top of the pops where you were on and there was like another like another guest playing, but how do I say it? Who's the who's the weirdest guest, I guess then? Or who's the weirdest act that you've shared a stage with um who's not a pop act maybe? Was there any Crazy metal bands you remember or anything strange like that? 
Not really strange. Oh, I can think of. There was this really crazy guy in Germany, and his name was Scooter. Oh, 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 what? I'm a big fan of Scooter. Um, yeah, Scooter's there. <laughs> yeah, 90s. Mad. Oh, yeah. Mad. Um, but I think, like, we used to, we, like you said, we've done Top of the Pops a lot. And um, Christina Aguilera, we was on stage with her. And Mariah Carey, she was there too. But I think one of the nicest people that, that we met was actually um, Oasis. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. Really, yeah, and Liam, Liam was such a gentleman, and he actually came over and asked for an autograph. Um, for is it, is it Jean? Yeah, I think. Uh, how old is Jean? Because he was like tiny, tiny. Yeah, then. he's yeah, he's uh, he looks exactly like uh, Liam now. That's so, right. So uh, yeah. and just really chilled, calm, funny, just a really nice guy because he sort of got this image, doesn't he? So you. When we met, we was a bit like, oh, is he going to be all right? But no, he was really, really amazing. That's as good to hear as it is slightly disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> Just because I want, I want Liam to be... The Liam you see on the telly. Yeah, we'll go, we'll go with that one. But no, he's he's actually just a really nice man. Good, lovely. Yeah, I am. I am secretly glad to hear that. Really. Yeah. So, so there wasn't any S Club versus Slipknot uh, dressing room moments or anything like that. This rat, like literally, just being being in a, in a mixture with the most random sort of bands ever. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. No, not that I can think of. We was always with like Westlife or Blue or Ray One or Tommy Kitten, we were sort of like, oh. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta ask, how did the Scooter thing come about? Because, um, <laughs> yeah, I remember Scooter from when Do I was a what? kid. We were in Top of the Pops and we all have our dressing rooms and we was all performing on the thingy and he was just like just running up and down and screaming and shouting and was quite scared. Like, and I just looked and I was like really timid back then and it was quite scary and I thought, wow, that's like, Baloney. Yeah. <laughs> Mad, like, yeah. <laughs> but a very nice one, but, but very, but very um, loud. 
Yeah. Yeah. Mind. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, his basic output is just shouted in from all the songs I've heard, so... Uh... That's right. <laughs> and, it was the same, and it was the same in the corridor. <laughs> <laughs> he's oh, the wow. same on songs as he is in corridors <laughs> that's, a, oh, that's amazing wow. well you you mentioned that period of your life as well where you were doing se3 with um bradley and tina and i think during during that stage you really played so many outdoor kind of festivals gigs and did dj sets and all that and met a lot of fans but it must have been a weird experience meeting people who really you were the introduction to music and then they've grown up and they've become adults and stuff themselves now yeah. is it is it quite strange sometimes to, to hear those those comments and to to dissect the fact that really s club was the gateway for people getting into music because I, I know so many people of that certain age group who who that is true for I think it's a real a real honour actually, and I think it's really lovely. I get a lot of inboxes. I get a lot of messages from people saying, "Oh, you inspired me to to do my career that I'm doing now," and they're singers or they're in bands, and and I think it's re a really lovely thing because I was that person once myself. You know, Karen Carpenter um, was my absolute hero growing up, and I always aspired to be just like her because her tone, her songs, her music. I found really inspiring. So she's one of the reasons that I wanted to get into to the music. So I think when people say the same thing about me, I just take it as a real honour. Do you have any kind of memories from meeting fans or any stories in particular that really like that stuck with you? That that's something I couldn't really believe. I mean, you know, I meet people all the time and I'm I do try and sort of like reach out and speak to all all the fans that get in touch with me. Um there's so many, you know, I wouldn't even be able to sit here right now and say, but some people go through such traumas and they come out the other side and then they say, you know, it's it's either my music or S Club music that helped them to do that. And it just makes you realise exactly why you do this job. Mm. Really, you've grown up in, in that public eye as well. And I think with this new record, you've kind of shown that, you know, it is a new chapter of your life. You mentioned giving up the smoking and everything and being able to look after your voice in a different way. And does it really feel like a fresh start musically for you with, with this record? It does. It really genuinely does. And it's also made me fall in love with music all over again, because, you know, even though I've been doing this for a lot of years, it's always been just S club. And as much as, and don't get me wrong, I adore S club music and I love the songs and I'm proud of them but singing the same, same songs for like over 20 years, it's nice to sort of do something totally different and, and, and be able to write the stuff myself. You know, it's, it's been amazing. Is there any, um, any alternative bands or acts that you like that, like obviously that I, I'm not going to say they've inspired the record, but is there anything bit different that you like that people would be surprised to find out? I don't think so. I love the Chili Peppers. I think they're really cool. I like. You know, I like most. I like most music. I think the only kind of music that I just don't is not for me is that techno, that really heavy techno. Is it called? You know, it's like, <laughs> and it's your heart. It's like scooter, it makes scooter. <laughs> you know what? I think that's who put me off. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. yeah, that's kind of not my thing, but 
I like all different types of music. So I, like I say, I, I love Michael Jackson. Thought he was amazing. Jackson Five. I love Motown. I adore country music. Country music is probably my favourite. Yeah, because I just love the way that country music and country songs take you on a proper journey. Like there's there's a story and there's a beginning, a middle, and a, and an end. And you get to hear the whole story throughout the song. And I, and I love that. I love that about country music. Um, I do love rock. Love rock. There's, I'm a little bit of a secret rocker at heart. I sort of like, like to don the old levers and get out and rock it sometimes. People <laughs> might not know that, but I do. Um, yeah, I, I like a mix. I like a good old mix-up. Good. Yeah, that's, no, that's good. Do you remember your first kind of musical memory where like you really discovered music and thought, oh, this is something that I want to do. This is something I want to try and get into. It was on a karaoke um, when I was 12 and I sang. I'd never sung in my life, so I never aspired to be a singer. Just got up, thought, why not? And I sung the locomotion, the uh, Kylie Minogue version. And it just, and I literally just went, everybody's doing a brand new dance now. And it just come out of nowhere. And then everybody clapped. And then I thought, oh, I like this. And, um, and I never looked back. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I love, yeah, I love the fact that you just went up and tried it. And then your life really changed from that moment. It, it did, but do you know what I done? I used to do a lot of talent competitions after that, and then a lot of open mic nights, and a lot of work in men's clubs. So I really, I've really done my apprenticeship way, way before I ever got into into the music properly. Speaking of um, readers at the S Club days, where you were doing the TV show uh, and the f- and filming and all that, like that must have been a weird experience because, like, obviously. I know that your manager, like uh, at that time, was responsible for a lot of the Spice Girls stuff and wanted to try and put that on with you as well. But um, yeah, that must have just been kind of strange to be making all the the music, going on tour and everything, but then coming back and record and then filming and acting and, and doing all that on the side. Yeah, that, that was that was really really tough. But I mean, we were lucky that we got to do it in the sunshine. Every, I think every every show we done was done in America or in Spain. So at least it was nice and hot. But when the band initially started, I didn't know about the TV show. That kind of happened um, after I'd got the job. And I wasn't a seasoned actress. So I'd, I'd not done acting as such before. I'd been to stage school and sort of like really was quite shy and embarrassed about doing the acting. So I used to try and just pull a sickie or something and not go to my acting classes. But um, it was an experience. You didn't know anything about the TV show at all before. I'm guessing there was was an audition for S Club 7? There was. There was a a whole load of different auditions. Um, You had to sort of like go for the audition, then that to go for a recall and then a phone interview. And it was was quite a lot. And then uh, when they said, yep, you know, you've got it, you're in. We we went and met the rest of the band and uh, we used to go out and sort of go bowling and have sleepovers and just we spent quite a lot of time getting to know one another and and having that bonding time i mean a lot of bands move in together we never done that but we'd meet every weekend and in london there used to be this place called the trocadero and we'd go there and play video games and just just bond really 
How far into that process did they tell you about the TV show? Um, I mean, it, it came quite quick. It did come quite quick, but I, it wasn't the first thing that I knew about. I, I knew that I was sort of like going to be in a band. And then once that happened, then the TV show was said. But it topped up being the TV show was the very first thing that was seen in the world before the music. Wow. Well, yeah, really, yeah. really interesting. Really interesting looking to all that. But um, but going back to the new record now with Love, I mean, you've really talked passionately about having the chance to write these songs. And I was just wondering like, if, if you wouldn't mind sharing with us, like what are some of those kind of really core topics or inspiration of some of those songs that really wanted, made you want to sit down and, and tell certain stories? Is there anything in, in particular... Yeah, I mean, the, there's a couple of songs on there. The um, On the surface was me sort of like just saying to people, you know, if there's ever anything on your mind or whatever, you must talk about it, you must reach out and, you know, just speak about how you feel because I think mental health is such a big thing um, and it's so important that people don't feel embarrassed to, to ask for help if, if they need it. So that's the kind of message that I wanted to put out with that one. Um, there's another song on there called Closer, which I wrote as like, it's like a wedding song. Like I saw it as like a first dance because whenever you listen to like the first dance, it's usually from the groom's point of view, speaking to his bride about how lovely she looks in her dress and, and whatever, which is amazing. But then I thought, what about if you switched it around and had the bride speaking to her groom? So there's all different like little stories on the album. There's, um, I'm very, very proud of it. Yeah, you should be. You should be. Yeah, so that, yeah, we've you. we've been really we've enjoyed what what we've heard and like yeah, I'm I'm really excited for for what's next to come with all that as well. But um, Joe, we won't keep you too much longer because I know you've got a very busy schedule and you know Christmas is coming up, so I'm sure you've there's a lot to uh to get are you, done. Are you but- suggesting that we're nearly going to keep it till Christmas Day? <laughs> Christmas is coming up. <laughs> the the yeah. I'm just coming I'm stressed to myself. I've got loads of shopping I need to do, so you know, Lord knows. But no, you, but Joe, you you did mention being a secret rocker. So, in that terms of things, I've got to ask you: What would you say your top three rock oh, bands oof. are? Uh oh. If you if, I, if you had to, if you had to answer, you put me on the spot now. I do love Bon Jovi. I know she's not commercially rock but pink oh, oh I like yeah it pink. yeah big love fan pink. of pink love very pink, yeah. very very much like pink and i i just like country rock too so you know like the dixie chicks yeah yeah i like them too nice and in the uh in the spirit of uh of the festive holidays and christmas um well two part of question one what is your chocolate selection box of choice Ooh. and then so if you t- if you if we're talking celebrations, I mean top three celebration pieces Maltesa. of chocolate, please. Oh yeah, oh, definitely top tier. Yes. Yeah. Maltesa, Maltesa. The galaxy caramel. Oh, and the and the Snickers. Snickers. Oh. I'd, have put, yeah. I'd have got. I'd have put a bounty in there somewhere, but that's just. I yeah, no, go. I always find a bounty a little bit disappointing. Mm. It's, but um, yeah, they're the ones that I'd sort of snatch. Quite nasty. I don't know if it's the same in your household, but Maltesers will go straight away. So you're all fighting each other for to get I that. I think everyone fights for the Malteser, don't they? Yeah. I, I definitely, definitely do. But what about if it's a box of heroes? Ooh. I don't even, 
know what it, I don't even know what's in the Euros. I can't, I can't believe you. T- yeah, you've topsy turvy the interview, and you're like, oh well, I'll be doing this now then, right? Yeah. You pair of Welsh losers. What's your favourite chocolate? What's your favourite um, one at the Euros? Uh, let me do a quick Google. I'll let you know. Uh, I read the Euros in a while. Hero chocolate. <laughs> He's Chocolate, hero chocolate, hero chocolate, hero chocolate. Oh, here we go. Um, there you go. She got oh. a twirl. Oh, I do like true. a twirl. Me too. Dip to the cup of tea. Do you know what? I like the dink. <laughs> Wait, I just realised um, I'm 38 and what I'm just about to say. Dinky decker. I quite like. See, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of the smaller double decker. Oh, the dinky decker. I've never heard of it called that. I was about to think, what? what I've not heard of that one before. Yeah, the, I like a double decker. Yeah, it's um, yeah. In the heroes, they're now known as dinky deckers, apparently. Oh, I'm not. A, oh, I'm not opposed. <laughs> I'm not opposed to the old uh, cream, the twisted cream egg. Oh, twisted. Oh, that's that's a shout. No, oh. not for me. Oh, Joe didn't look happy. Joe doesn't look happy with it. <laughs> no, I find them quite sickly. Not too keen on those ones. Yeah, but fair. the twirl, I think, is my number one. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I would have also, have, I would have also have added eclairs, but I did break my tooth on one of them not long ago. So um, yeah, they're dangerous. They are. Yeah, Mister Eclairs, if you're listening, I'm going to need uh, a couple of grand. I'm going to need a couple of grand, please, Mister Eclairs, if that is your real surname. Well, I didn't. I didn't expect a chocolate question to go this no, but far down did. the rabbit hole, but I love it. Um, it's with all that, <laughs> with all that being said, Joe. I mean, yeah, we've mentioned it's just been a it's been a great 2021 for you. I'm really happy to see this new music and and how happy you are with everything. But what else can we expect? What's to come in the new year? Any plans oh. you can tell us, tease us about? Um, so if anyone's in London on the 28th of February, um, I will be playing at the Pizza Express. Or if you're in Birmingham on the 18th of March, I'll be doing the Pizza Express there too. So they're two that I'm really looking forward to, but there's lots and lots more coming up nice. from me. Awesome. Oh, awesome. Well, th- thank you so much for taking the yes. time to do this. This has meant the Thanks. absolute world. Best way to spend our uh, festive holiday special. And yeah, it's just been great, great speaking to you. So thank you so much for everything. Oh, thank you for such a lovely chat, guys. You listen to Sammy Pocket! Yeah! Back in the UK! Unbelievable. Thank you very much, Joe. Um, I can't believe she met Scooter. Or she she just, just so happened to be around the German nutter. Scooter, <laughs> if you listen to this, and I know you listen each and every week, get in touch with us, because I would fucking love to have you on, because I got a question about what was actually the price of of the fish in the scooter song how much is the fish <laughs> <laughs> the lyrical content is amazing like there's me thinking my like my lyrics could be misdrewed as being shit but how much is the fish what a fucking idea for a song but yes thank you very much to joe from s club seven she's an absolute superstar she's a legend i was absolutely chuffed to see her on the other end of my phone when we did this chat because yeah it was awesome um the amount of times i've seen her on telly and growing up and all of this stuff and then she was there looking at me in my bedroom which is mental <laughs> yeah it's it's what it's wild how these things turn out especially going from brandon boyd of incubus last week to joe from s club seven this week you never know who's gonna be on the podcast and i absolutely love that talking to some absolutely just insane musical 
icons here. So thank you, Joe, for taking the time. And remember, her new second solo studio album, With Love, is out now. It's absolutely great. She performs so well with her voice. And she's even done a few uh, acoustic covers of old S-Clip songs to... <laughs> what? What did I say? She performs so well with her voice. Oh, leave us in. But fuck it. That was brilliant. Yeah. It's hard to do an audio album without being a singer, without performing with your voice. But yeah, she's What I was trying to say, though, is she has also released some acoustic covers of old S Club classics as well. So if you want a proper throwback in a new way, check those out as well. Yes, I very much enjoy, yeah, how she sounds at the moment. Like, I think she's got her voices matured again and i was from stopping smoking so that, that's what i was trying to say but my words just does not form a oh, sentence yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which is terrible for a professional talker which mm. it does to deadline every week so uh well but that's us so in it that's that's this um yeah so thanks again to joe we loved having her on um we had such a laugh i'd imagine she was quite worried prior to doing the podcast oh well, yeah especially when she sees our two faces yeah that's true and then we asked to see hers um, yeah, I'm glad she managed to wipe all the sick from her face after seeing our two faces before she turned her camera on. Yeah, so, fair um, play to her. Fair play, but <laughs> it, it, proper festive spirit, and I like how we ended on chocolate, which was uh, a little bit crazy. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of the festive spirit, Sean, um, any plans this week? Because not only is it that big holiday, but it's the other big holiday of your birthday this week as well. Some some say it's the real Jesus' birthday on the 20th well, of December. It's Jesus of Murphy Tidville's birthday. Jesus of, yeah, I was going to say suburbia, but no, um, that's a Green Day song. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, what am I doing? Um, Christmas Day, I will spend it with my mother, as this will be our second one without my father being home. Uh, so that'll be good. Then what am I doing? Well, I'd imagine from the 27th of December, we're all going to be on lockdown. Due to um, terrible governing by the uh, Prime Minister. So um, I'd imagine I'll be sitting in my house my birthday. Rock and roll. So if you'd like to fucking get me anything for my birthday, check out patreon.com forward slash sapnin. I don't know if there's a there's a way that you can specify this is specifically for Sean and not for Morgan. But hey, have a try anyway, right? And then we'll try and divvy the money up equally. But no, that's a joke. Um but yeah, if you have listened to two or more episodes of this, check out patreon.com forward slash happening because literally, like Tesco say, every little helps and it genuinely keeps this going and us going and us alive and uh, yes. So yes, Christmas is coming up, then my birthday is coming up, then there's New Year's Eve where none of us will be allowed out. So um, I'd imagine it's going to be a miserable period. So go back and listen to other episodes of happening to keep you happy. That's what I suggest. That's what, that's what, that's what I was going to say. It's a good time to listen to podcasts, and we've got a lot of podcasts. We've got 161 to, at this time of recording, to be honest. So you can, well, there's more, actually. We put up bonus episodes. So fucking hell, there's loads of content. Go back and listen to them all. You won't get bored. Um, but yes, patreon.com forward slash happening would help us very, very much. And we know we say it all the time, but that community of people who have somehow got together through it are our favourites. They've done Secret Santas for each other, a lot of gifts exchanged, and a lot of them have been trying to meet up safely as well to have a good time. And it's just wonderful to see how many people have made friends who are strangers coming into this Patreon and since have made friends and are friends for life. So if you need oh, some mental. more friends, 
patreon.com forward slash sapmin is the place to be and always we say thank you but if you head to the description of this episode there's loads of the names from the patreon that we need to thank and of course sean is going to give a mahusive shout out to the elite members of our sapnin podcast patreon community yes thank you very much to these absolute fucking legends uh, i have to swear because that's a legend imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time that's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply there i love all of these people and everybody in the description and everybody who's ever sent us anything positive about the podcast you are great um but yes patreon.com for such something thank you very much kylie wheeler mayumi leeway janelle caston amadino barno mitch perry dilly grimwood kelly Irwin, kelly young emma barber nathan croshaw paul Irshfield, sammy g tony michael kat besson dana lasnava captain hannibal murray grimwood jenny robson Merry Christmas, you bastards, and happy birthday, Sean from Scott Jones. Thank you very much, Scott. Thank you, Amy Campion, Johnny Phillips, Mikey Engler, Caroline Robinson, Chris Howard, M. Evans Roberts, Louis Cook, Martina McManus, Carl Pendlebury, Danny Eaton, James McNaught, Jenny Munster, happy birthday, Sean. Hey, Lucy Diaz, Jason Aredia, John and Emma, Emily Perry, Stuart McNaught, Becky Andy, Kelly Cannon, Adam King of the Goss Parslow. Frontman of the Nightmares doesn't say that, but I've added that for you to check out his band. Thank you very much. Ollie Amesbury. Josh, how did the bauble get addicted to Christmas? He was hooked on trees his whole life, Crisp. Well, that's fucking ruined Christmas. So, thank you very much. Alice Wood. Sappy Christmas boys love Katrina. Thank you very much, Katrina Robinson. Reese Bowring. Ben Evan. Kate Stevenson. Connor Lewins. Sean, when are you coming back to Decade, question mark? Um, whenever Decade will have me. Thank you very much. Livy Cropper. And last by no means least, Alexandra Pemblington. Thank you very, 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 very much. You guys are legends. We love every single person that helps us get this podcast out each and every week. And of course, 2022 
coming very soon and we're going to be having a lot more surprises in the new year as well. But before we go, Sean, as it is the holiday season, I have one question for you. Um, this week, I've watched both Home Alone and Home Alone 2. What one is what? better? Already? Already, I, uh... uh The answer to your question is Home Alone 3. No, I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. That's crap. Um, I think it's one. Lost in New York is two, isn't it? That's when he meets Donald Trump. Yeah. Fuck that one, then. Um, (laughs) But at the same time, yeah, number one, I think, because fucking Pesci and... um, Oh, fuck, I wish I knew his name. The curly fat Marv. Oh, Marv, yeah. That poor bugger, right? <laughs> is known to so many people as just Marv, like the fucking wet bandit. Um, yeah, I think the first one for me. Why? Okay. What do you reckon? I don't know. I'm just trying to weigh it up. And like, I, I, there's a lot of elements of two I like, but I think... That, uh, <laughs> I love the idea. I love the idea. We're just having a conversation like we would off air, but on the body. <laughs> so, what do you reckon's the best home alone? <laughs> like, oh, I don't know. It's just thought I'd ask you on, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, home alone one, I think. Uh, I do like two, but I think the um, shenanigans of of Kevin and the bandits in two go on for a little bit too long. And they are not being funny. Ke- Kevin McAllister would probably get charged with murder if he did throw that many oh, bricks. At, um, oh, yeah. At, at the bandit, oh. so... Oh, if we've learned anything over time is that um, Kevin McAllister would have been sued to death by <laughs> by, uh, by the wet bandits because that's what America does. Well. Oh, you've hurt me. You've hurt me even though it's my fault. I'm going to sue you for everything and I'll win. Shit heads like. But yeah, Joe Pesci, yeah, Joe Pesci and Marv, whatever his name is. Again, sorry. I feel like his name is Daniel or something. That's just come to me, mate. <laughs> I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna look it up. If his name is Daniel, something, right? That's my brain coming out of some sort of fog, going, "Ha ha! You do know something." I could be wrong, or Marv, Wet Bandits. Who played the Wet Bandits? His name is Daniel Stern. <laughs> well done, well done, Sean Brain, for digging that yeah. one out. Jesus Christ. But, uh, out of the depressive fog in, he just said, <laughs> Daniel. Well done. Nice. Oh, yes. Tell us your favourite Home Alone film at Sapman Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Just, no, Enjoy. Just, just Chris, Christmas film. Just any yeah. Christmas film. Die Hard, because that's a Christmas film. Yeah, to be fair. At Sapman Pod, Twitter and Instagram. Enjoy the festive season. Stay safe. Stay well. Um, hope Father Christmas delivers everything you've ever wanted. And we'll see you next week and every week in 2022. Hopefully, fingers crossed. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We're laughing at things that might not be true. Anyway, thank you. As he said, Tidy, we love you. We appreciate you for giving us a listen. Please share it, rate, subscribe where possible. Um, Literally every single retweet helps us massively like massively you don't understand how much retweeting helps so thank you very much you guys are fucking unbelievable it's been a mad year um is this the last one for the end of the year now eh? no we got one more have we next year is new year's eve next week's oh, new year's eve jesus christ 
All right, cool. Well, yeah, let's do a year roundup or some some Ooh. madness or something. I say that. I say, who knows? <laughs> anyway, thank you very much. I'll stop now. Jesus Christ. Love you all. Stay safe. Sup, man. That sounded like I got further and further away, yeah. You're listening to Sapnin Podcast with Sean Smith and Morgan Richards. Thank you very much for downloading this podcast or streaming it or I don't I don't know what else you do with podcasts. Um, thank you very much. <laughs>